Hello, listeners, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Shelters by Jesus Radio. My name's Al. I'm here with my co-host, Seth. Uh, Welcome back, Seth. Thank you, sir. And we're going to continue our discussion on the fruit of the Spirit. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy it. Amen. Well, Seth, we've been unpacking a great group of scripture, very special to us as believers, and it's found in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. What a beautiful section of scripture, for sure. We have done the first five. Five. Yeah. We, so we're on number six. We are. And we thought we, we were going to do this on one day. <laughs> no. No. Uh, But so anyway, uh, like our God, he is infinite. This is an inexhaustible amount of stuff to be able to talk about, and it's very encouraging. I hope you'll find it as so too. And so we have reached goodness, and that's what we're going to talk about today. What do you think of when you think of the word goodness? Well, (laughs) let's just say in general dictionary definition, being nice to each other and doing the right thing. Yeah. That's what I would say. Sure. Goodness and kindness, I think, are pretty much hand in hand. A lot of these come together. We also figured out, well, not that we just now figured it out, but these are attributes of God. They are. That he satisfies every one of these and demonstrates them ongoing and has empowered us to be able to experience these as well. Certainly Jesus demonstrated these too as he walked the earth for those 33 years. We can take heart that this is so much different than the world. In fact, preceding this list of fruit of the Spirit, which it's a package deal that as a believer in Jesus Christ, filled with his Holy Spirit, the good Father gives gives us these gifts. So goodness, yes, doing what's right. I certainly yeah. agree with that. No, yes. that, that's the world's definition, the world's right? world's definition. Yeah, because preceding this, it's the <laughs> sinful world, and there's a nasty right. list that precedes this. But I think in, when we talk about the goodness of God, we're talking about holiness. Holiness. And that, I think, is a very different goodness than the world. And this is something, Al, that is very contrary to us as human beings, because we, without Christ, we like to think that we're we're good people, mm-hmm. right? We're good. I don't hurt anybody. I don't, you know, cause people problems. Um, I pay my taxes. I keep my lawn mowed, paint my house. I, you know, I live a good life. But God says that's not his definition of goodness. And he says that all have sinned. In fact, the matter is it may look good on the outside, but all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And the consequence to sin is death. And that is the second death that is getting to go to H-E, double hockey stick. And mm-hmm. God's heart is that nobody goes to hell and that there is a heaven. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And he calls us to believe in him that he has made a way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's made a way to cover those sins because they are not good. Nope. And if we got underneath that skin and peeled back the layers of that onion, we'd find that there are things that are not good, that are sinful in that person's life, all person's life. Everyone. The free gift of God is salvation? It is. Now, through Jesus Christ. So what's the proof that I'm talking about? First of all, the Bible tells us that there is one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. Right, Jesus, Al? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. I am one of the great I am statements. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to yeah. the Father that is gets to go to heaven except through me. So that means that other ways are all unacceptable they before fall, God. They fall short. They fall short. Now, you know, Jesus in uh, Mark 10, 18 says, why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. Mm. 
So if they called him good, he is God incarnate. Right. But the point he wanted to make was that it comes from God. Our righteousness, like you said earlier, Al, is as filthy rags. Mm. So there's nothing good about us. And Jesus pointed out in one of his sermons, he said, back in the day, you used to say that, you know, adultery was when you slept with another person's spouse. But I tell you, if you lust in your heart, you've committed adultery. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of lust in my heart, Al. I'm guilty of not telling the truth. I'm guilty of taking a pen from the office without asking. Uh, You know, so Jesus says, if you commit one sin, you're guilty of all the law, right? If you break one law, you're guilty of all the law. There is no natural goodness in men. I had this friend who was a humanist. That's what he called himself. Because I believe in the basic goodness of human beings. I said, huh, so you believe every human being is basically good? And he said, yes. And I said, well, then why do we have laws courts, jails, war, murder, theft. I mean, this is rampant throughout the world. Look at the riots right now. And if every person was basically good, would our world be in the condition it's in? So we have no goodness to offer God, anything that he would accept as goodness. So that tells me that if I'm going to be a quote unquote good person and have goodness in my life, then I need to embrace God who provides me his goodness. You know, actually, one of the names of God, if you have a need, he has a name. And one of his names is Jehovah or Yahweh Sekenu, found in Jeremiah 23, 6. It basically is a word that means he is our righteousness. He makes us good. He makes us good. You know, and I think of, as we talk about righteousness, which is really an interchangeable word, but I think with goodness, he is our righteousness. He will direct us and help us. You know, it says in Psalm 23, he leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. He'll lead us if we allow ourselves to be led by him. And so certainly that's available. So here in this package, the Holy Spirit, we're filled with his Holy Spirit, and we have then the ability to love, experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. That is to do things that are right and good in his eyes. Holiness and righteousness. And he'll help us make those definitions too. You know, I like to regularly put on the whole armor of God found in Ephesians chapter six. We live in a really evil world. And he says, here's how you're going to help stand in this evil day is to put on the belt of truth, put on the gospel, which is the peace that comes with knowing Jesus Christ, put on the breastplate of righteousness, his righteousness. We put on protecting our vital organs, our heart, lungs, I believe. So it's his righteousness. And then to finish that armor, we put on the helmet of salvation. Salvation is secure in Jesus Christ. We are sealed, the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, which is his word. And Ephesians 6, 18 says to keep on praying. The point I was making was his righteousness. We put on that. He leads us in those paths. He is our righteousness. Those are just some good thoughts to start this conversation with. Well, absolutely. Again, folks, there is a huge difference in the definition of good according to the world <laughs> and good according to the Lord. Yeah. And so we need to make sure that there's a delineation of that, that we're not trying to interweave it. Because the moment we start interweaving it, we are saying, God is lucky to have me because I'm such a good person. I do all these good things. God's going to shine on that because look at what I'm doing for him. <laughs> Completely removing God out of the picture and making it sound like God is good because of all the things I do for him. He's in the chain business and he continues to refine us. And I know that in my own life, I used to say before BC, 
BC, that is before Christ, I used to say uh, OMG, TGIF. And it was really a vain use of his word. So he's refined me. I understand his holiness. I just really refrain from using those words just because that's how he's worked in me anyway. Additionally, then I started to substitute that with like, oh my goodness. Mm. <laughs> and then my wife reminded me, there is no goodness in you apart from God. <laughs> so, well, so I've stopped using that too. Like, oh my goodness. Isn't that interesting? It's just it like, is. it's his goodness. It is his goodness. And it's funny because we've talked about Jake Neubauer before and I'd be like, hey, Jake, you doing good? Nope. No one's good but God. I'm doing excellent. <laughs> excellent. He would say excellent. <laughs> he would. You know, also, knowing a loving Father, we're inspired. I know this is one of your things, is to do good works. Faith without works is dead. And so knowing a good Father, I love that song. He's a good, good Father. Knowing a good, good Father, we want to do good things. We're inspired to do that. So what yes. does a good work look like? I believe that a good work is something that produces eternal results. And I believe that it is a, a work of sacrifice. Now, even the world can do good things, but I believe that when we do an act of goodness, it has eternal results. And it's one of sacrifice. So, for example, you know, we had this neighbor live two houses down from us, and he was a crotchety, grouchy man and just had heart surgery. And I noticed that a tree fall down in his yard and uh, his grass was overgrowing. So I, w- <laughs> I went over to mow his lawn and move the tree, and I could see him giving me dirty looks out the window, but never once told me to stop. I know that impacted him. Now, I never spoke to him about it, never knocked on his door and say, you're welcome. I just did it and moved and went back home. (laughs) Who knows what that did for him? Who knows? Maybe it brought him to the Lord. Maybe it brought him to a place of repentance. You know, we talked about that in kindness. But I think goodness has eternal impact. Well said. I agree with that too. And God looks at the heart. If you're doing something good for his namesake on behalf of him, he takes great joy in that. His eyes run to and fro, the Bible says, across the whole earth, looking to show himself strong for those whose heart is faithful to him and sold out to him. So when you do those good works for the right reason, then I believe he just really takes joy in that. It also, I believe he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and do those good works too. Not that we do them for that reason, but there are benefits of following the Lord. There definitely are. Mm-hmm. And giving you the desires of your heart. But so, yeah, doing good works, the world and God's people may be doing for different reasons. One yeah. is done f- with the expectation, I'm going to get something out of this. I'm doing it for a reason. And the other one is just selflessness, doing it for my Savior. Look what he did for us. I think another way to look at it, too, is are we doing it for his glory? The Bible says that all things work for good for those who are called according to his purpose. But the good is for his glory. So yes. all things work toward God's glory. So I also think that when we're doing things, if are we doing it for him? Is it bringing him praise? Is it bringing him recognition? I was a Cub Scout years ago, many, many years ago, many moons ago. Anyway, there was a pledge that we took and it said like something like, on my honor, I almost want to raise my hand, my two fingers, <laughs> on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country to obey the scout law and to help others at all times to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. I only remembered part of that. I had to look it up. That being said, it was like to do good things for other people. Now, 
on its surface, there's nothing wrong with doing good things. No. And God encourages us to do that. And I think we're wired that way and that deep down, because we're made in his image, we know that when you do something good, there's real value in that. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I was a Cub Scout, they gave us this little coin and it said, keep this in your left pocket, I think it was. And then once you do a good deed, transfer it to your right pocket. And so each day you were encouraged to do a good deed. You know, you mean that seed was kind of planted. I like that idea. I carried that coin around and I actually tried to do some good deeds, you know, and I was like, okay, I'll help take out the garbage and I'll help with the dishes a little bit. As a kid, you know, what can you do? But I even remember that thinking continued on and I was an adult. I remember once I was in... Stillwater, Maine, right by, there's a governor's right up there, right kind of off the campus of Orno, too, heading towards Old Town. And right in the intersection, there was a car stalled. And it was an older model, like a Galaxy 500, something like that, an old Ford. And I'm like, wow, what's going on here? And so I drove by and I saw there was an elderly lady in there. And, you know, my grandmother drove a Galaxy 500 anyway. And I thought, that's like my grandmother. And the car was stalled. And people were just all mad and everything. And I said, you know what? I'm a pullover. I'm going to do a good deed. And I pulled over and I attempt to anyway. And I just, are you okay? And she's just like, "Uh, the car stalled. I'm like, put it in neutral, rather flat ground. And so I like pushed this car over, got it to the side. It was before cell phones were invented. So, okay, let's go up to this house and we can call somebody. And we knocked on the door and could she use your phone? And they're like, sure. And I'm like, my work here is finished. And I remember leaving and just thinking like, I just did something really good. Now, I felt good about it, but I was doing it kind of just for the reason of doing a good deed because I should be doing it. And I didn't really know why. Now, was that of value? Sure. Was it of lasting value? No, because I kind of felt like if I did enough good deeds... I guess deep down, I felt like there was this scale somewhere Mm. that if I did a whole bunch of good deeds, they would offset the bad things that I would do in my life. And when it was all said and done, God would look at the scale and kind of say, you've done enough good here. So yes, into, into heaven. And that isn't how the Bible explains it. No, in fact, that's unfortunately a philosophy that people adopt, though, where they think that if I do enough good, it outweighs the bad, and God won't send me to hell, because why would you send a good person to hell? But we've just discovered that goodness is holiness and righteousness. Yes. It is God's holiness and righteousness. And if you don't have Christ then your acts of goodness are filthy rags before the Lord. And I remember my wife got saved, and then we sent our kids to VBS, which is Vacation Bible School. And I had no idea. This whole new world was opening up to me. So there was a graduation. There was kind of a ceremony at the end. I was not saved. And I remember my wife was telling everyone, pray for my husband, pray for my husband. And I think that's what she was. She said anyway. So the ceremony was over, and the pastor, I'm like, and it was nice. You know, I'll say it was nice. The kid, and, I, and I enjoyed my my kids going, I thought it was a wholesome kind of thing. The pastor comes over to me after it makes a beeline to me. And I was just like, whoa, you know, what's he going to do? And I'm like, and he started, I'm so glad you're here, so on and so forth. And we got talking. And then I just said like, oh, well, I, I basically think everyone is good. He's like, he hit me right between the eyes. And I, cause I was one of those times I needed it. But he said, all have sinned. Man, his heart is dreadfully wicked. Who can know it? You know? And I was just like, 
where does he come off? But you know what? God's word doesn't return void. I so thought about that and thought about that. And my first impression was the arrogance of that individual. And later I realized it was timing. And for me, I needed that right between the eyes. No, man is not good. And only God is good by virtue of knowing God through his son, Jesus Christ, filled with the whole, his Holy Spirit. Now, when he looks down from heaven, you can be considered good. Amen. And your whole outlook then changes. But at that time, I just, I had no idea. And I said, ah, the audacity of that pastor to call all people not good. But the reality of it is that's the case. Again, comparing the world's definition of good to God's definition of good, which is to be free of sin. And so when he looks down at us, he sees his son. Amen. We're covered in his son and the blood and that covers us. And so we can be good Mm. in his eyes by virtue of the finished work of his son on the cross. You know, there was a time when I was really struggling with forgiving myself and Mm. dealing with sins from my life. And I heard this pastor once say, he goes, just imagine this. The devil right now, he's up in front of God saying, you see what he did? He's worthy of, he's worthy of death. Lord, he's worthy of of condemnation. He's worthy of eternal damnation. You see what he's doing. You see what he's doing. You see what he's doing. And then he says, but in walks Jesus who stands between you and the devil and says, but he chose me. And he says, God looks at you, Seth, through his son, and he says one thing, forgiven. Hmm. And that made me cry, Hell, It was that moment in my life that made me cry, because the truth is, with Jesus Christ, we are now holy and righteous and good. And so when the devil's up there accusing, and I've repented, Jesus says, forgiven. 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 You know, it just reminded me, I, I hadn't planned this, but Zechariah, I love the book of Zechariah, Old Testament, chapter three, Zechariah had a vision and it was just kind of what you just said. It says in chapter three, I'll start reading verse one. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Firebrand, in other words, he was destined to hell, but no, God has chosen him and plucked him out. Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, take off these filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, see, I have taken away your sin and I will put rich garments on you. And so there's that picture. That really is Mm. going on in heaven. The devil is the accuser. And then God, although our sins be scarlet, they will be like wool. And he takes away our sin and he makes us good. good. Yeah. He makes us eternally good. What a good, good father. Yeah. And then we want to do good things. We do. We want to honor him. (laughs) Let's sum it all up. One of the things, Al, that this ministry has taught me is this, remembering what I was before I met God. Mm. and remembering what I am because of God. And that humbles you, and that gives you a love for him because he provides for you. He's active in my life now. He's protecting me, teaching me, guiding me, watching over me. And how can I not be humbled by a God who did all these things for me and then seek to please him, seek to be good, seek to love others, seek to be kind and gentle, and and all these things that the fruit says are evident. I remember you told me once, you know, the Bible telling us that it is impossible to please God without faith. Mm -hmm. And I also believe it is impossible to please God without humility. And if we can remember, that's why he says, love one another. I loved you. 
be humbled before the Lord, but he will exalt you then, too. Amen. For his glory, for his though, glory. right? And, and for his oh, purpose. Yeah. Right. Dear friends, we're lovers of the Lord. And I know more than likely, many of you are, too. Or if you're sharing this with someone, he is king. He's on the throne right now. The tomb is empty. There's a reality about that all over the world that people are coming to a saving knowledge, are there, and he desires that no one perish. And so the world without his Holy Spirit in it oh, mm. is holding it together. And oh. if there's anything good going on, it's from the Father of Lights, from which there's no changing. It comes down from the Father of Lights. That is, that comes down from God. The good things that are happening in the world, I think they're by and large inspired by the Holy Spirit that's keeping things together. I thought about this too. He sees those things in Malachi chapter 316. I like, here's another 316. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. He keeps track of those things, I believe, and that's a symbolic way, but that's like a the book of remembrance. Those things that are done on behalf of him and for his namesake, he remembers that stuff and he takes does. great joy in that. So I know our heart is to want to please that Savior, not to pay him back, but just to honor him and to give him reverence and glory and honor. And so we'll do good things on behalf of him. And well, let's face name. it out. We can never pay him back. No. That debt he paid is way beyond our ability to repay it, even scratch the surface. So thinking about others higher than ourselves, irregardless of who they were, if they're their enemies or, or people that are just rub you the wrong way, just thinking about other people who you might not normally think about. Like I know Pastor rubbed elbows with someone when he was in the hospital and had that hard time. And the person said like, well, I want to go to church because they don't do anything for me. Well, not that that's a requisite, but it's, it's as though the church just didn't even notice that person that really needed noticing. And so there are people that are struggling. And that's a good thing when we notice other people and put them first beyond ourselves. You know, I think many of us do suffer from, as Chuck Swindoll says, we suffer from ingrown eyeballs. That is like we worry about ourselves. We're so selfish about ourselves. And yet then when we come to that saving knowledge and we're freed of that debt, it says, come to me, all you are burdened and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. And then you draw that load. It's just so freeing then. And you're like, I want to do things for him. I want to just serve him. And so, yes, doing good things then is our chance to serve the king and the master. Amen. That's what goodness is all about. Glory to God, holiness and righteousness. Yeah. Well, folks, if you'd like to learn more about Shelters by Jesus, you can do that by going to www.sheltersbyjesus.com. There you can find out information about who we are and what we do. You can also find our documentaries there. You can find uh, pastor's books are available too. You can also find a donate to us page and you can sign up to give us $9 a month, which really goes a long way to help people. We have people. some people that are actually helping out, aren't we? We do. And we do. Thank you so much. Absolutely. If you're one of our supporters, praise God for you because you're the reason we're able to keep doing this. Yep. If you're not one of our supporters, praise God for you. And you know what? We just want to give to you. We want to give to you. So just thank you for being a part of us today. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, you can go to www.sbjradio.com. You can write us an old-fashioned letter at 12 McClellan Street, Skowhegan, Maine, 04976. Or you can give us a phone call at 207-474-8833. Brother Al, it was good to see you again, sir. Oh, it's great to see you. What a great topic. We can look forward to faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Next week. Amen. Amen.